Welcome to another episode of the Salt City Sports Podcast. Special episode tonight. It is Tuesday, April 3rd, 2018, and we are coming to you from our south studio. Yep, that's down right. south. What's up, Clay? How's it going? Let's get it. Yeah, Chase, big time episode tonight. Um, we've got a, a special guest with us. We're going to cover a bunch. We've got our. Uh, peaks and valleys we're going to talk a little bit about the national championship um run through the jazz you know their current status with the playoff push and and their upcoming schedule we even got a little masters it's a big golf weekend um and hello friends and then we'll end with a food review but the meat of the episode is is uh He's going to be really good. We got a, a special, special guest. Like guest. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this week, our guest actually comes to us from across the sea. Um, we are an international podcast, as a few people do know, so it makes sense for us to have our first international appearing, regular appearing guest coming to us. Uh, he's most famous for kicking balls for Brigham. He's a three-time rugby national champion. Welcome to the program, Johnny Linehan. Oh, thank you. Good to be here. Hopefully we can make an impression and come back soon. Yes. I would already I would already call you a recurring guest. Yeah, recurring guest. A week, awesome. Weekly episode, weekly, whatever you want to do. No. Well, you know, my parents will be listening, so that's at least two international. Well, maybe just my mom. So that's at least that's at least one hey, international we'll, guest. We'll take what we can get. That's your, awesome. Your dad doesn't doesn't understand what podcast is yet, or no, he's still he's still disappointed. I stopped playing rugby and just still trying to get over it. Kicked balls. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, so. We have Johnny here. We're going to talk a lot about Johnny's, uh, basically how he came to BYU. He kind of went through ups and downs in the team. Saw you know went through two different coaches, which not a lot of players have done. And then uh, we'll talk about pro day, which was just last week, and just ha- kind of that experience you had. We'll kind of cover a lot of things with you. It'll be it'll be awesome. Awesome. And I'm I've, like every day I, I try and talk him into giving me some BYU swag because he's always decked out in Nike stuff, but. Yeah, well, he tries to get it, but he doesn't know that that's all I own, right? When, yeah. you, move, when you move here, you get 50 pounds. And so I don't really have – I've never been much of a swag meister. So I got given all this BYU stuff, so I'm going to hang on to yeah. it. But I'll try, I'll try and get you something, yeah. I'm always you trying know. to get the ex- exclusive stuff, you know. Uh, that sounds like my brother trying to mooch some free gear. But you're actually decked out right now looking good. I am because I knew I was going to be on here yeah. to make an impression. <laughs> I love it. I don't always wear BYU. No, I, I do, yeah. <laughs> Well, let's jump right into our, our opening segment, and that's the peaks and valleys of the week. Um, it's for those you know first time listeners, we we just go through a peak, which is the high po- point of your week, and then a valley, which is a lower point. Um, we like to start with the valleys, like to start low, and then climb the mountain and end on a positive note. So I'm going to start, and it, it's sad. It's a sad valley for me this week, guys. Um, had a good run, but uh, got a text from my dad this morning. It's time to renew the BYU football football season tickets. Here's the cost. Clay and I, we sit in the in the north end zone. Um, great, great tickets. We've been there for about four, five, six years now, something like that. But I talked to my wife. So Britt and I, we both we bet we had two tickets, and then we went down to one because she had the baby. And now, you know, after talking with her, and I live in Ogden, I've decided not to get my ticket this year. Boo! I know. Yeah, that, I, bl- I believe. Tragic. I believe Johnny on, and then tell him like, oh, I'm not getting my tickets anymore. It's really because Johnny's not on the team. That's why I'm not renewing. So, <laughs> hey, I can respect that. Yeah, it's not going to be as exciting. That's true. 
well, it's not going to be as much fun. Well, I John. mean, hope it, it can only be more exciting <laughs> yeah. right? than that last year. Yeah. yeah. No, I, you know, I live in Ogden and like those eight o'clock kicks, man, I don't get home till one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Cause I don't leave games early. And, uh, it's just hard, you know, with the baby, it's just hard. Oh yeah. I, so, I, I understand that. I, you know, so my dad was, he's a saint and he's like, you know what? I'll buy your ticket. And when you're ready to come back and you can buy the ticket again, then, then go ahead and you can just keep it. So I still have the ticket will still be purchased. I just won't be the owner. And I'm pretty sure like when we're either facing McNeese state, Northern Illinois, um, New Mexico state, one of those teams, I'm pretty sure there'll be a ticket available for me. I hope it's because we're winning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we paid a V, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I just, it's weird. I'm not, I'm not getting a ticket. This that year. is weird. weird. That bums me Utah out a little state bit. state tickets instead? Uh, Weber State, actually. Oh, so. Weber State. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know what? With the kid and all that, I don't have kids, obviously, but adding that sounds tough. The other thing though, and you, you know, I love to complain about this is these college football games are ridiculous. They're six hours long oh, now. They're so long. By the time you go travel to the game and try, it's, it's an event. I mean, you watch a game on TV, they're like almost, they're like three and a half hours. Yeah. I mean, they got to they gotta find a way to shorten it up all a little bit. All the targeting bit, reviews and all the this reviews, it's just, oh, it's, it's tough. Well, it's yeah. also like college basketball is kind of becoming unbearable to watch because every four minutes you got, what, a media timeout. Yeah, yep. And then on top of the media timeouts, you got... What, Eight team timeouts. Yeah, yeah, team timeouts. Yeah, so it's just like it's painful, and it's all part of this bigger problem with with um, with TV and cord cutters, right? Because they know live sports is the only thing that actually sells that where they Direct can make TV their money subscriptions. Yeah. with ads, because those, that's the only thing people watch live now, right? So it's like. Yeah, they're just milking it, right? TV media timeouts and in all these sporting events. And Maybe they, they should get with Netflix. We'll play like six or seven games a day and just like put them on Netflix. That'd be nice. Like a few months down the road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Like we the, can binge watch, watch the season. Yeah. Binge watch the season. Just don't wow. let anyone else watch. Yeah. So no one knows the results. You can leave the cliffhangers. All the BOE fans are like, we only want uh, the 1984 season. That's the only season we want to binge watch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe two thousand or whatever it was, but anyway, so kind of a lame lame moment in my life. But I have a feeling I'll I'll still have a, the ability to go if I want to. So, what about uh, what about you, Clay? Okay, so, um, you know, I went to the last week. Jazz had two home games, mm-hmm. and I was able to go uh, to both of them, which was nice. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they actually did the autism awareness night, the one night, which was mm-hmm. really cool. They did the blue out with them. Um, and they gave everyone these blue, like glowing sticks. Did you mm-hmm. guys see it on yeah, TV? Yeah. Did yeah. it show up and everything? Mm-hmm. I didn't know what, what they showed, but it was really cool. Um, that's not my Valley. My Valley is, I actually went to a place to eat in the arena that I love. Um, Cubbies. Uh-oh. And I usually get a burger. Like they actually have really good burgers. And then that steak salad is lights out. Yeah. It's super good. I got the chicken sandwich. Um, and fries and their fries are incredible. I didn't think anything of it. And after going back and like kind of looking at what I had eaten, I, I think that's what got me super sick. Food poisoning. Yeah. 
I don't know. It was only like a 24 hour thing, but it was the, it was the real deal. Like I got super sick in a hurry. Like both ends. Yeah. Both yeah. ends. It was bad. That's and <laughs> looking so, back, it was, I think it was the chicken sandwich from Cubby's. I hate to slander Cubby's cause I love it. I but. was just going to say like potential sponsors for the podcast <laughs> crossing out Cubby's. Okay. <laughs> me and Gordon, me and Gordon over here. No, no. Super yeah, sandwich. Yeah, he must have <laughs> eaten at the same place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, dude. Looking back on that, he probably ate at Cubby's and said he couldn't go to the game because he was traveling to Boston, right, to meet with Danny Ainge. Oh, yeah, I'm sick. It's weird. Cubby's. (laughs) It's it's weird. I'm sick, Um, but I'm in Boston. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. Like I said, kind of doing my quick look at what I had eaten, I I think maybe it was the Cubby's chicken sandwich. It was rough, but it was only like a 24-hour thing, Um, so I bounced back, but kind of a bummer bounce back game yeah i love it so johnny do you have a value of the week yeah it's actually happening right now Uh oh <laughs> it's kind of weird huh yeah yeah this podcast yeah looking at you like no, uh, just have, yeah. chase you're gonna have to learn how to edit yeah. for real now just, just peed my pants a little guys yeah sorry <laughs> no no um i don't I, my life's actually been really really fun lately especially this last week but i do have one uh a valley um, so I pulled into the Panda Express in Provo because I, I love Panda Express. I the do orange, too. orange chicken's on point. So we crossed off cubbies, but we just circled Panda. <laughs> I love right? it, yeah. Um, but anyway, I pulled in, and, and in Provo, there's really no parking spots in there. So I, I, I never really expect to get a parking spot. And so I go in, and then I just kind of circle around and get in a position. So when someone leaves either the Peter Pit or the Panda Express, I can take this spot. Yeah. I'm ready, right? And so I was just chilling there. I'd been there for about five minutes, right? No exaggeration, five minutes. It'd been quite a long time. I was surprised no one was coming out. But anyway, I, I'm about to take this people's parking spot because they come out and they get in their car. And then this this guy pulls in from the other entrance, right? And the way the car pulled out of his spot, snaked. the guy had the opportunity to snake it and he snaked it. And I just, I just kind of laughed and I was just like, like maybe he didn't see me like what kind of person does that and anyway he walks out of the car he's a giant dude he's like six feet six he's he's big but he's not like big yeah does that make sense so like yeah he's big but he it, he, it was all genetic it wasn't like <laughs> i feel like i could have taken him to the body a couple of times right. and then he would have sunk enough, all sunk enough chop yes. that tree down yeah, exactly yeah, but anyway dude they were they were like from North Dakota, the plates. So I was like, I'm not saying anything to them because I'm sure they have a shotgun in the back of their car. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not a knock on anyone from that neck of the woods, but yeah, they were definitely uh, an interesting, interesting breed that kind of jumped out of the car. Um, but I just kind of laughed about it, but that was probably my valley because I was waiting for my orange chicken. I was very hungry. And then I had to wait for three extra people after they stole my parking Jeez. spot. And because he was so massive, he ordered a lot of food. So it took me <laughs> a longer time to get mine. It's incredible. So it's if he's listening, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> you so. should be. Yeah. That's so annoying. It's funny you say that because this week there was that video, viral video. Did you guys see it with the, the same situation where the dude got snaked? But he was driving, uh, he had a tow, uh, like a wench on his, wench on his front of his Jeep. And he, he, uh, pulls up and actually pulled the car out of its spot Toed and out. left it out yeah. just out in the middle of the parking lot and then pulled in. It was awesome. I love that's, petty stuff yeah, like that. That's what I would have done because I'm extremely petty, but I was like, I'm going to pick my battle right now. Yeah. Do you think we have um, bad drivers here? 
Yeah, but I don't know if you can blame it necessarily on Utah, especially because I see a lot of bad drivers in Provo, and I know a lot of the Provo college students are from out of state. So oh, maybe once they interesting, maybe interesting once take. they come to Utah, there's something in the water that makes them stink at driving. But it's it's, a, it's insane. Yeah, like I'm a very good driver. And so everyone else around me is right, useless, yeah. right? So yeah. it's never my fault if I do anything wrong. Oh, of but, course. But no, yes, it's, it's, yeah, I think the drivers here are pretty bad, but I don't know if you can stereotype it on Utah, but we do. Yeah. It's funny. I always say that. And then like, I get very defensive of Utah. So I say like, well, go drive in California and it's just as bad. But <laughs> I, I think there are some pretty bad, I mean, the, the stereotypical stuff is like, Going sixty in the in the fast lane and not moving over that that drives me nuts. You or sh- going like sixty in the carpool lane and and you're just locked in with them. It's you, if you're going to be in any of those left lanes, you can't be going less than eighty. Oh yeah, like, get out of the way. Cops aren't going to pull you over for doing eighty. Like right. I usually sit at eighty four and and I'm usually fine. Right. Yeah. I speed everywhere too. Like I'm flying around and that they say like all the data is coming out on what causes gridlock and all these like smart. Um, ways to drive and they say like the number one thing is if you like you have to leave that left lane as a passing lane right like that's that's where all the problems start is when you get slow cars in that very left lane just like a domino effect across the rest and of the then highway you get a wreck and then it's game over yeah it's annoying lame well we're just we're just here on this sports podcast solving problems solving <laughs> traffic problems solving all sorts of stuff i don't know if we really solved anything we identified so <laughs> uh, we're solving them we're solving them yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um let's move up to the, the peaks um i'll start with mine and uh, I told Johnny earlier, I was like, gosh, sometimes I struggle finding peaks and maybe I need to like be more grateful in my life. It's kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> I'm about to get spiritual with you guys. Oh, ready? Please. The LDS Church, a church I'm a member of, had their conference, general conference, in case you live under a rock in Utah. I'm sure 95% of our uh, listening audience, I'm actually going to go up to 99%, um, <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. We had our conference this last weekend. A lot of announcements, new president, new prophet. He's coming out, firing from the hip, changing all sorts of stuff. So basically my peak is that I'm no longer going to feel guilty for not home teaching. Ah. Getting rid of some guilt. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, (laughs) I've been a home teacher and I don't think I've ever been in my ward (laughs) ever. And I'm, I'm confident in admitting that because I think about 75 to 80% of this people in my same shoes but now we're just guilt-free is this something that like the church realized everyone didn't like doing and it wasn't like a huge benefit anyway like did they finally just get with the times or what was the reason like i think uh, i think the very very faithful do it and i think they did it well like we have a very good like our parents have a very very good home teacher he brings ice cream he remembers everybody's birthdays he always wants to come over and just share a quick message he's he's very close to us he feels like an actual asset. But I think in reality are people like me where I don't even know who my families are. Yeah. And, or I just say like, Hey, what's up to them? You know, type of deal. Just going through puberty. Obviously I get, when I'm spiritual, I get, I get very, you know, you can tell, right. (laughs) Um, no. So I just think that, uh, they kind of realized that it wasn't, the program wasn't working. I don't know. It wasn't what it was supposed to be. And so they just changed it to, the air quotes ministering where basically if you feel like you should help a family in your ward, then go do it. Right. That you don't have to have any assignments and stuff like that. So that's what I think. But now, you know, just for me, guilt free. That's nice. nice. It's probably bad, but sorry if you're offended. (laughs) No one's offended. (laughs) Um, all right. Should I go next? Yeah. Okay. 
So my peak this week is uh, I have a little, obviously, if you've listened to the podcast before, I have a little bit of a gambling um, hobby <laughs> is the word I would use. Yeah, not problem. So I like <laughs> to gamble on things. And I actually just um, opened up a, another online poker account. I had one back in the day before Black Monday or Black Friday, Black Monday, when all the U.S. accounts got shut down. You guys right. kind of remember that. But mm-hmm. um, I've, I haven't had an account since then. I just opened up another one, um, and it's awesome. I'm just playing small stakes, you know, and it's fun at night. Some, you know, I'll get home from work or whatever, and I'll jump on and play. ACR? Or? Yeah. yeah. America's Card Room is the name of the website. It's pretty legit. Obviously, it's not based in, in the States, but um, – I have a couple buddies that have cashed out on it several times and had no problems, but I'll play a couple cash games or just some sit and go tourneys and everything's been great. But I, Jessica has been dying to learn how to play poker. And if you've ever met Jessica, she's the, has the worst poker face, um, on the planet. She, she cannot lie, which is like really good for me. She cannot lie. (laughs) She just has this face where she, starts laughing or smiling or something. So she's a terrible poker face, but online poker is perfect. Right. Because you don't, you're not seeing anyone's face. So I was teaching her how to play. She's been wanting to play. And, and um, the other night, like, it was time to go to bed. And I fell asleep. And, you know, we lay in bed or whatever. And one of us will be on a laptop doing stuff. You guys do that, right? Yeah. You guys yeah. have a laptop in bed. And you'll, like, get on and look at stuff at night? Or is that just me? I'm usually mm. studying. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter probably for the 20th time in the day. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she, I I fell asleep, but I woke up at like like 1.30 and I roll over and she's still playing. So I got to keep my eye on her. Created a monster. Yeah. I think there might be an addiction there. Um, she said she was up 11 bucks. So <laughs> she had played for five hours and was up 11 bucks. That's a great hourly wage. I think she's playing like five cent. <laughs> <laughs> she's playing five cent 10 cent blinds which oh, is yeah. awesome so, so that means that is pretty good that made me kind of pretty you know i was i was actually pretty stoked on it because it's it's fun when your wife likes to do things that you like to do right. so now she like she's loving it she wants to play like almost every night so it's been been a lot of fun i'm gonna get brit just started on some basketball classes we're gonna start playing basketball together now shooting you've inspired me hoopies Actually, Britt and I have like told, we've always planned that we're going to do yoga together. Like just do it, do it at home yoga. Dude, yoga's hard. It's so, so hard. hard. Like that's, that's why we haven't done it because I back out because I don't want her to see me, you know, in pain. You know, I'm, I act like a tough guy. Yeah. You'll be in pain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I just keep backing Namaste. out. Namaste. I yeah. took a yoga class and my favorite part was the Shavasana, which is the, the Ooh, end, yeah. right? That's the nap time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So they always, the teacher was always like. Who wants to practice the headstands? I was like, let's just do Shavasana. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, that's a great, great peak. Johnny, you you got one? Yeah, my peak is is also happening right now. (laughs) The podcast. (laughs) No, um, I felt bad. It kind of got awkward when I said the valley. So, yeah, my peak peak was pro day. I'm sure we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get into it later. Um, Freaking awesome. But that's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, that's... How many dudes are there on the team? 10, 15? Yeah, there was probably probably like 10. I can't remember, maybe maybe 12. Because um, not every senior does it, but most right. of them do because you get free swag, right? Yeah. 
Um, but but for me, obviously, I did it because I want to keep playing. But. Yeah, for sure. Does the school ask who who get do you have to get invited or who gets to? So yeah, you. I think anyone that's a senior, you can you go can to pro say. day. And, and so I remember reading some comments. People wanted wanted were wanting to make it more exclusive, like the fans, because if if we had a couple of DBs that hadn't trained, they just mm-hmm. did it to do it, right? Um, but they didn't train, so they didn't have great numbers. And then people were saying that it kind of hurts the image of BYU and the overall. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe they're right, but maybe they're not. I mean, people. Yeah. So I outbenched. I outbenched some of the guys that hadn't trained, which made me feel good because during the season they were outbenching me by a lot. So yeah, I know. I knew there were a few. You was smashed your over under. Yeah, the over under was what nine and a half. I told you to take the over, man. Yeah. That was a lock for sure. <laughs> Should've, we should have bet on that. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. We'll, we'll we'll do a deep dive on that later. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited to talk to you about it. So, I, I mean, I can only imagine how cool that was. So let's jump right in and just keep chugging along here. Just to end things, uh, college basketball officially over. Um, last night, so Villanova it's... smokes Michigan. Um, yeah, it wasn't very good. We've been spoiled, though. The last three or four years have been incredible championship games. Right. In almost every sport, basketball, football, yep. college football, NFL, they've all been great. And this was kind of the first stinker in a little while. Yep. And it wasn't, I mean, stinker, but it was decent till halftime. Then it kind of got out of control. Michigan was ice cold and yeah. they just, they couldn't keep up. That's what happens when you go against a great team though. Like Vill- dude, Villanova, uh, first team since North Carolina in 2009 to win every tournament game by double digits. Yeah. They went 6-0 against the spread, which, you know, I love. Yep. And they just looked – they looked like they were the best team in the tourney, you know, and they won For it. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. And and then there was kind of a little side story that came out uh, from our boy, DiVincenzo. Had a great – you know, you can kind of say put the team on his back. In the first half, 18 points, they were struggling to score, and he came out, you know, firing all cylinders, was making everything, even got a few dunks, you know. Score one for the white boys on the dunks, and then he packed. He packed one of like their yeah. power forward at the Stuff, rim. Stuffed yeah. him, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was just balling out, right? I mean, I had fallen asleep by that stage, <laughs> but I saw it on Twitter this morning. I was, was really I was nice. in the fourth game of Fortnite, so I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, Monday night's game night, guys. Sorry, but uh, nice. comes out that uh, had a little, had a little bit of a history with his Twitter account. Um, so he had thirty one points in the game. 17,000 tweets and one deleted account by the next day. How many tweets? I've had, I use Twitter a lot, but I think I only have about 3,000 tweets. So 17,000, and those were from years ago, right? Right. When he was like 13 or 14. He must have been tweeting everything. Well, and that's the thing that I think is kind of unfair about the story. He literally was just tweeting out song lyrics, which to me says he's tweeting constantly. So if you just take some basic numbers games, uh, some of those tweets are going to be dumb. And out of context, and then oh, take the ones with the cuss words were were literally just lyrics. A yeah, lot of them, yeah, were just song lyrics. Song lyrics. Oh, yeah, this so is even from worse like Meek than Mill. Like who like cares? His, one of his favorite rappers, Meek Mill, same town he's from. He's from the same area. Jeez, had a had a uh, n word mm-hmm. um, lyric that he tweeted out, and that one that one got a bunch of retweets and stuff. You know, and I just I was sitting there thinking about it today, and I was like, you know, if everyone went through and like saw the stuff that I was saying and doing when I was 13 and 14 years old, I'd probably look pretty bad too. I did some pretty dumb stuff. Like, right. So I just feel bad for the kid because he, he 
seriously helped his team win a national championship, and the very next day he's getting slaughtered. I just so think just sucks. We we all seem like we're on the same side here. Where we keep, we don't care, right? Like we. No, nah, I don't it, care. And so the people that actually care about this. That's Wait. ridiculous. They need to look in the mirror. Uh, you know Michigan I mean? fans. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably they're the like, ones out there. Strip well, the title. This guy's <laughs> the one that's tweeting N-words. We've never said that at Michigan ever. And right. the, yeah, the week, the day before, they were flipping off Sister Jean. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So kind of lame. And, and the kid. also played. we can say he didn't, they didn't handle it well. They came out with a classic, I got hacked. The hacked. That's, yeah. that's a classic. And then the first thing was like, hacked six years ago? Yeah. And they're like. Uh, it's been deleted. I don't know what you're talking about. Right. <laughs> There's screenshots of like everything. Not, not the best PR, you know. You know what? He he played fantastic. He made himself a lot of money with that performance. Um, but it, a great tournament. You know, the best team ended up winning. Right. And uh, which is kind of weird because there were tons of upsets. As there always is. We had yeah. a couple great stories. Cinderella's obviously Marshall, UMBC, Loyola. Loyola, Chicago, obviously. Like it was I think it was it was a great tournament overall. It had all the storylines you want and then the best team won. Yeah. For, for and for me that's that's the best case scenario. Yeah, it was good. Um we'll look forward to, you know, college basketball here in a couple months, but Lone Peak three for BYU. Can't wait. <laughs> there, we're all gonna be seniors this year, so Oh, wait, never mind. <laughs> Where's Mika? Uh, he's in Italy making money. Good for him. Yeah. Bless no. Him. So what's uh? That's college basketball. Johnny, want to add anything else? Thoughts? No, I just if well, how do you say his name? Dvtzienzo. Yeah, I think uh, that yeah. was right. Yeah. He nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Dvtzienzo. I was so proud of him because obviously he's one of the one of the boys, right? Yeah. Um, but I was also thinking if that happened at BYU, that would have been his last game <laughs> at BYU because the honor code would have been yeah all up uh, in his grill. Good yeah. point. Yeah. So. We might have some honor code questions for you later. Um, all right, let's talk jazz real quick. Yep. Um, so the jazz host the Lakers tonight, currently sitting at 44 and 33. And I believe they are sitting in the sixth spot. Yes, they are in the sixth spot, one game behind the Thunder. Um, We're playing game. right now. Yep, game starting right now, one game ahead of the Timberwolves. So can't lose a game like tonight. No Lonzo ball for the Lakers. Um, yeah, they still have some players. Still Ingram's some still out, I think. Yeah. They they, lost, they just lost to the Kings at home. Yeah, we can't lose this game. So we got Lakers tonight. Uh, Thursday, we got the Clippers at home. Um, and then Sunday, we go to L.A. to play, play the Lakers. That's always tough when you play a team that close, right. I feel like. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, we got the Lakers. And then last two games of the season, Tuesday, Warriors at home. They, they seem like they're fine and locked into that two seed. So we should be able to beat them there. Um, I don't think they're going to play anyone in that game because they're locked into the two. You're hoping that everything... Yeah, they are locked in. You're hoping so that they're just resting. They'll rest. Yeah. For sure they'll rest. And then that tough game, back-to-back Wednesday night, we travel to Portland that's going to have huge implications. But I hate to get ahead of myself here, but if we can get those first four, um, if, you, if you're if you 4-0 and then you, you're going to Portland that next night, if you get that one you might have a shot at the four seed because there's a lot of teams that still have to play each other, right? The Spurs. Yeah, yeah Spurs and the OKC Pelicans, they all kind of play each other. Um, I feel like if you win out, you might get the four. Who do you guys want in that matchup? Everyone wants Portland. I would almost call me crazy. I know it's pop, 
I want the Spurs. Too. I want the Spurs. Even if I'm the fifth seed, I want to play the Spurs. Right? You know, yeah. We See, destroyed I, them and this I just year. Struggle. I go back and forth on this. I've talked a lot about it with my buddies. I struggle facing Pop in a seven game series. That's yeah, well, just, Pop, Pop's the goat, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's an that's awesome what's hard for me. Is like, do you really want to face him in seven games? It's so hard to win a series. It's so hard to beat a team four times, and it's all about coaching adjustments. And, and Pop, he's is the one goat. of the greatest ever. Yeah. So it's like, I'd rather face Terry Stotts. And but the, the thing that's scary about them is Dame and CJ are just lights out, man. Like, right yeah. Now, yeah, so it's it's. I think I obviously know. four seed is way better for us. I know oh, we've, yeah, we've learned how to win on the road, but the playoffs are a different monster. Home court is so much better. I think we get out of the. I think we get out of the first round, um, as long as we have home court. And I, I almost think it doesn't even matter of those teams who we play. If we have home court, I think we get out of the first round. So yeah, I agree. You can almost take your chances on the seven seed with the Warriors right now, though, because they're pretty beat up. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I'm not, so, that's not. I'm not that worried. About, like I, 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 I wouldn't the, be yeah. that scared. The way the Jazz are playing, they can they can beat anyone on on any given night. You right. know, they just got to do it four times and. In seven games, you know. So, I think hopefully this is the year that we surprise a bunch of people, you know. But yeah, you know, looking at the standings, what's crazy to me is we talk about uh, some accolades like Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, dude. We we went out, we get to forty nine wins. If we would have won one of those stupid games like against the Hawks or something, we could have been a fifty win team this year, and that just blows my mind. Getting back to fifty wins, especially after how we started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and at one point we were nineteen and twenty eight. Well, the thing is. It was Rudy. Like, if Rudy yeah. plays 75 games, we win 50 games. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just that killed us. But, um, yeah, it's kind of hard to say, like, oh, the Atlanta. Everyone's mad about the Atlanta game, and I am too, but who would have thought that we had a chance to beat the Warriors these last two games in the Exactly, year? yeah. That's, so, a good, that's a great point. So, uh, anyways, we'll, we'll obviously be, be closely monitoring the Jazz. There's some pieces that will move. We'll talk next week about them, and hopefully we get three wins under our belt between now and then. be awesome. Um, all right. So next, Chase, we have hello, friends. Cue the uh, the birds chirping. The azaleas are fresh. the The grass is green. Welcome. The pimento and cheese sandwiches are a dollar. <laughs> Welcome to the Masters. G- big golf week this weekend. I've been working on that. How do I do? Are they only a dollar? Oh yeah. Oh, dude, yeah dude, you pay what? what? Fifty you pay, grand you, to get in. You pay fifty grand to get in, <laughs> and, and then the pimento and cheese sandwiches. So are I had a couple buddies that went last year. They said I have one friend going this year insane to get in like i mean they paid thousands of dollars to get in but it's crazy that uh i really do find it fascinating that they haven't changed concession concessions prices in like 40 years so it really is like you can get a bottle of water for like a buck or two bucks you can go get like uh egg salad sandwiches for two bucks they actually did raise. So they have super cheap stuff they did raise some pricing for the first time ever i'm gonna see if i can find it for you real quick of course, our, our boy Darren Novell was tweeting about it. So we have, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you know, obviously the Masters is the best golf major. If you had to pick to win one, we'd all pick the Masters, right? The green jacket? Absolutely. Okay. Green jacket, gold jacket. Green doesn't really go with much, but just the fact that it's the, the green jacket, you know. But Right. I'd, I, uh, I'd wear that everywhere. <laughs> no shirt underneath. I'm, just the, no pants. So I just wear the <laughs> jacket, man. <laughs> I love it. Well, we uh, we were gonna do a little Masters preview. Just quickly jump through it, Chase, because um, obviously we got some odds here to go over with with who's gonna win the tourney. Um, we let's see. So it starts Thursday. Obviously, it ends Sunday. Um, Dude, I'm doing some deep dive 
for to find these uh to find these pimento cheese sandwich pricing so oh okay well Thursday. do you want me to you want me to keep going with this yep, or do you want to keep going okay. i'm just doing some research over here on the side don't worry about it all right it's a live so show. <laughs> uh we're all gonna give our pick um of who we think is gonna win so spieth and and rory are actually co-favorites at seven and a half to one so seven and a half to one for spieth and mcelroy dustin johnson's next at nine to one tied with justin thomas at nine to one tiger baby fifth best odds according to my friends in the desert he's 10 to 1 uh justin rose is sitting at 12 to 1 bubba watson's at 12 to 1 jason day's at 12 to 1 lefty 15 to 1 uh paul casey sergio henrik stenson all at 20 to 1 um and and excuse me, Ricky Fowler also at twenty to one. So those are kind of the, some of the names that jumped out at me. Um, those are like the top twenty odds. There's a couple long shots here. The local kid Tony Fino Finau sitting at seventy to one. His odds just dropped dramatically. Holy cow! When I was looking at this earlier today, like five hours ago, he was at a uh, hundred to one. People must have been putting some money on him. That's crazy. That's a big drop. So 71 for Tony. People must have been um, going out to the West Wendover, get some money in on all our boy. His, all his cousins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's kind By of where way, we're I at. I have no idea if Fino's correct. I just acted like I it's, knew it was. It's 100% correct. I can be a Polynesian. you Polynesian guy. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. I didn't. Oh, yeah. You probably, you've learned a lot of those names. Yeah. I didn't know how to say it. Is that, is he's nailing it? Fee now, yep. Oh, okay. And I is an E sound, so fee, and then AU is Al, especially for, uh, and I think he's Samoan, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, no, is no, is he Tongan? Uh, that's, uh, oh, I don't that, know. You might have to do some with the, what is it's it? It's kind of like you being Australian. sandwiches huh? you're looking for. Is yeah. That you can, oh, I found it. I've got it. I'm ready. <laughs> and by the way, um, I mean, this, the Samoan and Tongan thing is probably pretty close to the New Zealand-Australian thing, right? Do you agree? Yeah, they probably feel the same way yeah, that I same. feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so people think it's the same, but it's not. Yeah. It's a clear difference, right? One's brown and one's brown. Yeah. So, yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> Let me just give you the quick rundown. I did pull up the pricing. So there was a price increase this year. Three items changed at Augusta Nationals, uh, their concession. It, it's crazy cheap. Um, the blueberry muffin, chips, and peanuts went from a dollar to a dollar fifty. But let me just give you the quick rundown: egg salad sandwich, dollar fifty; pimento cheese sandwich, dollar fifty; barbecue sandwich, three bucks; the Masters Club, two fifty; grilled chicken wrap, they're getting to the premium items, three bucks; classic chicken sandwich, three bucks; ham and cheese on rye, two fifty; turkey cheese on wheat, two fifty; breakfast like uh, coffee, dollar fifty; sausage, chicken, blueberry muffin. Sausage chicken biscuit. Not it's not a sausage chicken blueberry muffin. <laughs> all a dollar fifty. Fruits two bucks. Uh, basically all drinks besides beer are two bucks. Uh, domestics are four. Imports are five. And then snacks, chips a dollar fifty. Crackers a dollar. Uh, pecan caramel popcorn a dollar fifty. I mean these are like unheard of concession prices especially for, looking at the demographics of those that are going right? oh yeah got, all these guys make like millions a year they got money to put yeah. out so that's interesting i wonder how much i wonder how much they sell i bet they sell a ton they because a i mean ton. they're there all day right yeah you guys i, sit I have a feeling like these guys meals, aren't these guys know? aren't packing a cooler to yeah. come in <laughs> you know with their fanny packs like they're going to disneyland <laughs> like they're just gonna drop but the thing is 20 bucks feeds you for 
geez, two days. You know, you only need 10 bucks to feed you for a whole day. So yeah, it might, might take 20 to feed you for a day, though, Chase. <laughs> well, um, I do like no, the, Not uh, during your weight loss challenge, right? <laughs> Dang it, Johnny. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. I'm in a weight loss challenge right now, and it's not going well. The end. Uh-oh. Thanks. You got to get back on the uh, <laughs> get back on the horse, dude. I know. Um, okay, should we jump back to the odds, Chase? Yeah, what do you now got that for we us? The we'll make whole a, and menu? then we'll make a pick. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's exciting for all me. All right, so who wants to start? you want to start, Jay? Did With you hear who, the, yeah who, who I want to pick? Yeah, who do you like to win the Masters? Tiger. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm every golf fan in the world. Yeah, I'm a Tiger fan. Oh my as gosh, well. okay, you guys are I'll, both going I have Tiger. One, I'll have one other pick. Okay, Phil. That's what I was going to say. I'm not <laughs> oh even gosh. joking. You guys are, okay, you guys are then, stuck then, in my, 2004. And then my pick, my third pick, Tony. No, Jordan Rick. Spieth. Oh, no, Ricky. It, I'll go Ricky. Ricky. <laughs> How about that? You guys are stuck in 2006 with your That's tiger. when I graduated high school, so yeah, I am yeah, stuck I said, in 2006. I said speed 30s. I wasn't <laughs> even born in 2006, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead. Says different. I like, uh, <laughs> I like actually, I like Justin Rose at 12 to 1. He made a deep run last year. I think he made it to the, I think it was a playoff. And uh, Sounds like you're stuck in 2017. Yeah, I am. Um, 12 to 1 for Justin Rose. And, you know, I was looking through here, Johnny. I was trying to find uh, a New Zealand golfer, a golfer from New Zealand, He'd a be, Kiwi. Yeah, we got we got a good women's golfer. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really know about men's. I mean, we had Michael Campbell. That's the one years, that came up, ago, but he's right? older but, now. But, yeah, he, he hasn't been relevant for a while. But, um, I thought Jason Day. He's no, Aussie, right? I know. Yeah, yeah see, that's, yeah. I thought he don't, was New Zealand. Don't I don't want to be that guy, but there's a couple – there's a couple – Aussies, Aussies, Aussie. Yeah, with it's spelled with an S, but you say Aussie. With a Z or Z. <laughs> Couple Aussies, but no, no Kiwis. So, um, you guys are both on Tiger. I like Justin Rose. Throw a couple shekels on that, my friends. Ten to one and twelve to one. It's gonna be a big payday this weekend. So, um, I'll give out one. I got a little inside tip from a coworker, mm. and you know, Clint. He's a big golfer. And he really likes Patrick Reed as his long shot, forty-five to one. Okay, forty-five to one—that's worth a couple. It's worth five. Some bucks. baby coin there. Yeah. So, be, I'll be cheering for Patrick Reed, Justin Rose, and I guess Tiger for your guys' sake. So, dude, just for golf's golf's sake. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everyone, it, it really—it's crazy that their whole sport is based on like one dude. Oh, I have another pick. Okay, Bubba. Bubba All the is guys that have won it before. <laughs> 12 yeah. to 1. Oh, dang. Hey, All he's right. won it twice, hasn't he? Yeah. Jeez. When, bu- when Bubba ball. gets going, he, it's fun, dude, because he just plays golf like we all wish we could play. Yeah. Like we just make stuff up as we're going. Do you golf at all? Badly. Yeah. No. Top golf. Yeah. <laughs> Swing the sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I played uh, Rory McIlroy on the PlayStation when we were at the Vegas Bowl. <laughs> Really? Everyone else is playing Madden. I'm over there playing Rory McIlroy. It's a lot more fun on the Xbox than it is in real life because you're a lot better on the Xbox. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get you don't get as mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we played a lot when we would travel for football. We'd we'd go and we'd try and find a course that's close to the, nearby and take an Uber or take one of the cars out that our team had. And yeah, one time we were almost laid back for dinner and it was a it was a steep course in Cincinnati, steep and windy. And I was flying back with the golf cart and I, yeah, I almost tipped it. <laughs> like the guy in, in the passenger seat jumped out because like, we were really? going down, man. So that would have been funny. Like, hey, how come Johnny 
Johnny Olsen a late scratch for the game tonight. Uh, yeah, we had a uh, practice injury. Practice injury. <laughs> we didn't practice. Hey, that, was, that was the same, same course that I hit a car that was driving by. <laughs> really? That was awesome. I was, I was worried that I was going to pay for it. I turned as wide <laughs> as a ghost, but they just kept driving. because I just I, didn't care. I was in the deep rough close yeah. to the road, so I had to hit it the other way, and I just sliced it, right? And it just goes, and I see the car. I was like, that's going to hit the car, and then you just hear Boom. And I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Like, this is only the second hole. So. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. uh, It actually ricocheted onto the green, which was which was incredible. No, that's, that's nice. the greatest that's story. Happy that counts. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, it counts. For sure. Counts. Play the ball as it lies. Um, so, what, yeah, let's let's dive into football. Let's dive into, to, I guess you would call it an interview, even though you're, you're hanging for the whole sode. Um. First of all, Johnny, maybe just to get us started off, why don't you tell us kind of your your story of of ending up at BYU? Because obviously, yeah, I come from New Zealand, Kiwi. What got you? Like, how'd you come over here? And yeah. I would even even Chase, I was going to say, go back even a little further, kind of growing up, what sports you played, and and then you know when you decided to go that the route you did, and and then your way over here. Yeah, so growing up, I played rugby and basketball. Those were my two main sports. I mean, also dabbled a little bit with cricket, and uh, it's kind of like a weird version of baseball. Not really, but kind of hit a, hit a ball a long way. Um, but yeah, rugby and basketball, they were my main sports. Uh, so I played them both in high school, um, but I was always set on rugby. Obviously, being a New Zealander, um, the All Blacks, right? The right, best, yeah, best yeah. rugby team in the world. That was the goal, you know, you want to play professional rugby. Play for the All Blacks. Everything I did was training for that. Um, but obviously, uh, I'm a member of the LDS Church as well, and and so I uh, decided to serve my church mission for them. And uh, when I came back home, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And it's kind of funny because when you go on a mission, everything's set for two years. You do the same thing. Then the day you come home, it's like, well, what do you, you do now? Do, you know, yeah. you don't, you don't have yeah. a job lined up. You don't go start school straight away. So I don't really know what I wanted to do. So I was trying to look around for my dream job, but what qualifications did I have rather than a right. high school degree, right? And so I couldn't really find anything. So I took a test to because I wanted to join the Air Force. So mm-hmm. I nailed all the physical fitness tests, um, but then I failed one of the algebra tests. <laughs> and I actually really like math, but I hadn't done any math for like three years. Right. And so I failed that. And so they said, hey, you can try again in six months. And so I was a little bit depressed. And then my mom, she had promised me before my mission that we would go to a conference, right, mm-hmm. for the church. And it was around October in 2012 when we came over because we have some family friends over here as well. And one of them, his name's Josh Jensen, he was going to BYU. So I came down, checked it out, went on a few dates. That probably got me hooked the most because I was here for two weeks and yeah, I was had dates get, getting some chicks. Yeah, yeah so it was, nice. it was really nice. Within the honor code, having them dropped off by what nine p.m. and <laughs> yeah, kind of into the apartment or whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. You know? Was your tri- sorry not to cut you off, but was your whole trip based on coming to conference? Most or, of it. Most and of to it visit was. some friends, maybe. But yeah, come come to Utah, go to conference, um, and then just yeah, just kind of have a visit with our friends couple weeks yeah because Josh Josh his family like he's from America big jazz fan he actually got me hooked on the jazz that's a different story shout they, out Josh yeah shout out Josh they lived in New Zealand for like 8 years or so, so oh cool till he was 12 and then they moved back here and so I was good friends with him growing up we stayed in touch he took me down and I went and checked out one of the rugby practices and then the rugby coaches were like hey like do you want to come over we can help you come over and I said that'd be awesome 
And they said, well, go home and take the ACT. And the ACT test was in two weeks. So I also probably failed that algebra test, but I did enough to get like a 24, right? Yeah. And that's what they said I needed, which is well below the median of most BYU students. I got a 24 is, too. Which is what? Most BYU students get what? A 43 and a <laughs> 7.0 GPA. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's insane. But um, yeah, they kind of helped me come and, and everything was super fast tracked. And uh then I was here in January 2013, enrolled, ready to go to school. So crazy! I was fortunate that I was an international student, brought a little bit of diversity to make up for my terrible high school grades because I was playing Just checking rugby. some boxes, yeah. checking the boxes, and also because I was way past the admissions deadline, right? Right, like well past it. But maybe it helped that I came in winter instead of fall. But it was funny that the day that I got my visa in the mail was the day my flight left. So we booked tickets. And I went and did my visa interview a few weeks before that. Mm-hmm. I'd actually gotten a little trouble when I was younger. I got arrested when I was 16. So I interviewed and they that's all they wanted to know about. And they were like, where's the court documents? I was like, well, I didn't go to court because I was underage and it really wasn't that serious. And then they were like, well, you got to get this stuff and send it in. So I was stressing. I was like, well, I'm not going anymore. Yeah. So I showed up to church the last Sunday before I left. And everyone's like, oh, you're going to America? I was like... Well, for me, next week, it didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really say if goodbye because I didn't know, right? Yeah. And then the day we got, the the mailman came up the driveway and gave me my passport, which had my Crazy. visa in. And fortunately, we had booked tickets a few weeks before that because to make them cheaper. And right, right. We flew out. So it was kind of crazy how it all fell into place. And then... So did your family come with you or did no, you, you yeah. just, can't, just I just you? came by myself. Yeah, it's it's really expensive to, to travel, especially over like the Christmas time as well. But I came and I thought I had everything that I got off the plane. And 2013 was a bad winter. I don't know if you remember. We've been blessed in Utah lately. Like this last winter mm-hmm. was Super awesome. Yeah. It's like yeah. a spring. But um, the winter I came was freezing. And yeah, it was, it was cold. And I was the guy who would go to classes with a hoodie on and then a big puffy jacket. And yeah. I'd sit on the side so I could take them all off and just dump them in the side. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I played rugby for three years and yeah, won three national championships and was a big part of that. And then football asked me to come over. And so I walked on my first year and then got a scholarship for my last two. So awesome. I was going to ask about... Did they have a lot of rugby scholarships or were you one of the best players at that point on that team? Well, or thank was, you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No. Like, cause you, cause you no. went to a couple practices and they, the coaches just said, please come play with us. It was that easy. Like, yeah. So obviously growing up in New Zealand was a huge advantage. Um, but BYU rugby is, is very good. One of the top, um, you know, they're starting to go a little downhill now, but, but, um, when, when I came, they were one of the best, they, yeah. were, com- they were coming off a national championship in 2012. Um, just because of the BYU, right. Has a lot of the church influence. So a lot of the guys from my neck of the woods and the islands, they like to they come, come over, over right. Yeah. Cause it's an opportunity for them to play sport and then get a little bit of help paying for education. But as for scholarships, we don't have scholarships for rugby, but it's not NCAA, so we have like donors and people that want to just support. Oh, cool. That, that are like that are wealthy enough that they want to give back and support, and mm-hmm. they don't get in trouble for that. So a bunch of the guys on the rugby team, you know, that especially the ones from overseas, like that, they'll have guys that are just trying to give back for all the things they've received and will pay for their schooling and like their phone yeah. plans and stuff. And so Good I was support. fortunate enough that I had uh, I had some guys pay for tuition every now and then it wasn't every semester um but i didn't ask for a lot i always feel bad kind of asking for money um but fortunately they paid for tuition every now and then but 
when I got on football, obviously I couldn't have any of that, right? Right. Um, so my first year walking on with football was really hard. But then once you got a scholarship for football, man, yeah, that was nice. So your last two, you had the scholarship. Last That's two, awesome. so yeah, you get five years to play four, and so I had five years, and I played three because I lost one, and then I redshirted one. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, so I just uh, lost one because I was enrolled. That's awesome. I can't imagine, you know, you come from October to January, your whole life changes. That That's how fast it went. You know what I yeah. mean? That's wow. crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And yeah, and just to kind of think, it, the, the reason I knew it was the right decision is because everything fell into place. Right. You know, and, and it wasn't easy, but like it worked. Mm-hmm. And so just, just looking back, all the little things just fell into place and, and it's awesome. And I've just, I've loved every, every minute being here. Well now, yeah. And, and now you've, you found a wife, you have a kid, you know, you start, started a family here. So obviously, uh, your parents are still back. Yeah, they're still there. They, they come over every now and then, but it's just a long way. It's just expensive. Right. But, but they're obviously excited to be a grandparents because our boy was the first and my sister had a, had a little girl uh, shortly after ours, uh, and she lives in Australia. Oh, and so, yeah. like, they don't really have any grandkids close to them, which kind of stinks. And then my brother's in the Navy. He obviously passed the algebra test that I failed. Um, and he's, Older he, or younger? He's younger, and he's floating around on a ship somewhere, you know. So it's kind of difficult for my parents. That's probably what sucks the most is uh, just being away from them because I right. know that they would like to be here and be a part of it. But that's just kind of life takes us in different directions yeah. and this was mine and it's not a knock on them or anyone. It's just, this is where mine took me and they're a huge part of why I've been really successful. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I agree with that. I found like everything in shout my life. Shout out to the Linehans. Shout out. Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> everything that you do in life. Um, it's not necessarily easy, but when it kind of, when, when things start to fall in place, you kind of feel like it's right. Like that's kind of how my experience with me buying a business. And I kind of the reason why I moved up to Ogden and all that, it was kind of wild the way it happened, but it all fell step by step into place. And so you kind of know you're doing the right thing. Right. And you look back on it and you're like, God, how did I do that? But it all works out. It's kind of a nice thing. So, um, so let's talk a little bit more about football at BYU. Um, you, one thing I've been interested just to know about is you played for two, both coaches. You played for Bronco right, and yeah. you played for Kalani. Um, maybe just describe the difference between the two. What do you, what, what, what was the difference? Yeah. Night, night and day difference. Right. Um, that's not a racist thing <laughs> either. <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, Bronco is, Bronco is an introverted person. Right. And, and I think Kalani is to an extent, but he understands that his role as a football coach, relies a lot on other people. So he, he's more out there and, and, and involved with like recruiting efforts and, and just and in the public and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Coach Minahal, I mean, there's no one right way to coach, right? There, there right. can be different ways to coach and, and, and you can be equally successful. Um, coach Minahal was more of a like no nonsense type of guy. Right. And uh, Coach Sataki is more of a, I'll want them to do this, but then it's up to them to behave. And so a lot more is on the accountability of the players. And so, I mean, that's good if the players can be accountable, but then it's also bad if you get guys that aren't accountable. And I feel like that's a little bit of why we struggled this last season mm-hmm. is because we had so much freedom. It was kind of like, oh, we got a new game room. Should I go play video games or should I go watch film? You know, well, I'm going to go play video games. I, I'm a bit worried with Fortnite coming out now. <laughs> <laughs> if that happens during fall, yeah, we might go 0 and 12. But yeah. Um, 
but no, so so there was no kind of right way to coach. I mean, I love both of them, mm-hmm. um, but I really respect and love Coach Satake, and I think he's the right guy for the job. I think a lot of it is just on the players yeah. um, to kind of step it up themselves and put in the extra work without having to be told to. Yeah, and and, and what's hard about that is I, I agree, like, it's, I mean, if you want to get real churchy, it's kind of the old Joseph Smith thing, right? Like, he teaches correct principles and then lets men govern themselves, like, Sataki's going to give you enough rope, but it, you can either tie a knot with the rope or you can hang yourself with the rope or you can, there's a lot of things you can do with it, right? And um, what's what's tough about that is I, I think that is the right way, but to the fan's point of view, it all falls back on the coach, exactly, right? So, yeah. so it's kind of a, I guess I could say a more risky way because uh, maybe maybe the best better way to say it is like high risk, high reward because I think Kalani's first season, um, there was a lot of focus and things went pretty well for a, for a first season. And it kind of turned his second season into uh, people were picking us for dark horse, you know, watch out. This schedule's great. You know, they, they go into, you know, Wisconsin's toughest game is against BYU. Da, da, da. And we all know how last season went, right? Yeah. It just kind of went the opposite way of what we kind of thought, but uh-huh. um, it, it's, it's, so it's just interesting to hear that. So Bronco was more of a, here are the rules. You're going to keep these rules and Kalani's, here are the rules. I expect you to keep them. Yeah, I'm a lot closer, obviously, with Kalani. Right, um, two two seasons under. Yeah, him, two right? seasons, and and but um, yeah, Bronco is more just like you knew that it was no nonsense, right? Know? But with with Kalani, it's almost like some of the guys. It's like, oh, what can I get away with? Mm. You know, because he's not going to tell me not to. He's just going to expect me not to. But right. what can I get away with? And mm-hmm. and I feel like when you're kind of playing that game in the gray area, then that just affects everything else, and especially football. Um, but in 2016, right, we had a good year, nine, yeah. nine and four. We only lost, what, those four games by a total of eight points. Yeah. But also if you look at the wins we got, we were also lucky with some of those wins like Arizona, Arizona last second field yeah. goal, Toledo, right, last second field goal. Like there were some there were some wins that could have easily swung the other way. Exactly. Um, and so I don't know if you can – I don't know if you, you look and go, well, how was that season as a success or did we just get unlucky last year? But I think a lot of it just falls back on the players, man. Mm-hmm. Just doing the right things, doing extra, not not like uh, cutting reps in the weight room, um, doing more, putting in their time in the film, actually trying to help other guys learn the plays. So it kind of falls back on the team. But Sataki obviously knows that if it doesn't work, then it's his head on the line. Right, yeah. But it's interesting because when I had my exit interview with him as a senior, he told me a bunch of stuff that I didn't know, right? Like some sometimes – if a player doesn't play, people are like, oh, why doesn't he play? And it's like, well, Sataki's like, well, we just didn't think he would feel he was right. And then like, what do you mean you didn't feel he was right? He's like, all-American guy. Yeah. Well, he's not going to tell you that that guy struggled with honor code issues or struggling with grades. You know, Sataki's right. not. And that's why we love him as a coach. He's not going to sell us yet. He's not going to sell us out. You know, um, even on injuries, he, yeah. the only thing he discusses is season enders, and which, so, I, like, which I like. Yeah, so, so people give him a hard rap and stuff, but he's – only going to put the team first, you know, and, and, and I fear if the team doesn't put him first, you know, and the team yeah. first, then that's going to cost him his job. But I hope he's there. I hope he rebounds this year and uh, it's on the players. So it, as a, as a player, there's no better feeling than knowing, you know, as a college athlete myself, I wasn't, <laughs> but I, I can say there's no better feeling than knowing a coach has your back. There's a bunch of teachers that had your back, Chase. Your academics, your scores, your grades. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, not even that. <laughs> no, no, but right—is that kind of what you're saying? Is yeah, that what you're exactly. To? Like yeah. You knew he had he uh-huh. had your back. Yeah, he he's got our back now. The guys just have to have his. You right. Know? 
That's the guy, it he, I mean, it's awesome. He's He can be – I think he's pretty laid back and chill. Like you said, he's a player's coach, but he, he can be pretty fiery on the sideline. We saw a couple times throughout the year where he was yelling at guys. Is he um, – does he come down? Was he coming down hard on other coaches at all during that, or can you kind of talk about his relationship with Ty and, and um, how that all kind of went down? Yeah, so I, I didn't see a ton of it. Um, right, I only saw the special team side, but everyone's in the special teams meeting, all the coaches, and then they split. Um, I don't know, kind of like reading reading the things. I, looking back, I don't know if uh, Coach Dittmer was was uh, more of Coach Sataki's hire or if it was more of Tom Homo's hire. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. And I love Coach Dittmer as well, um, but I, I feel like we, d- we did come down, uh, and he did come down pretty hard on the offense just when he did, um, and and maybe that needed to be done. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he had necessarily, like, a bias towards, like, the defense or the offense. Um, right. It was just like, hey, we're not getting it done. You know, we need to get it done. Right. Um, but I didn't see him come, and he probably did behind closed doors, but I saw him come down pretty hard on players, especially after we lost to Utah State. Like, he would call out players, like, by name, like, in front mm-hmm. of the whole team and, and uh, just be like, hey, you guys need to step it up. And so did he's, they, he's did, trying to hold us accountable. That's good. Did the players respond well to that, or did some guys get mad and well, don't like obviously, that? Obviously not. <laughs> but, I mean, I but, mean, not in maybe their oh, play, yeah. but – no, mentally, yeah. were they fine with that? I, I mean, I'm sure it was a, a hit to the pride. You know, you're getting called out in front of the team, like hold on to the football. You know, you can't fumble it, or like right. you can't throw that pass, or whatever. Or you got to make that tackle. You know, and but but I think if anything, like it should motivate, especially because we know Coach Sataki is not going to call us out for anything. Right? right? He's 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 going to do it like out of love. Right. Yeah. And, Good point. He, yeah. So we knew that he like respected us. He has our back. So sometimes. Part of that love is tough love. Tough love, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think I mean, dude, uh, last year sucked. But think of the injuries we had. You know, it's kind of hard to get some continuity at quarterback when Tanner was in and out, and then Bo was in and out, and you're asking young guys to step up when they probably didn't think they were going to sniff the field. All of a sudden, they're the starting quarterback. All of a sudden, they're the starting quarterback in the middle of a game. Yep. You know, a lot of a lot of just curveball after curveball after curveball. So, um, yeah, I mean, we I think all the fans. It, hope for expect a bounce back year um obviously we got some new coaches coming in got some new players coming in so it'll be fun to watch um so i so i was gonna ask too before oh. we get further along because um there's been talk about uh you know obviously um utah has had two australian punters now yeah um last couple years and um, I don't even know where I heard this now, but I've heard that there's like a punting academy over there somewhere that actually lines up former rugby players with universities in the states. Is that is there any truth to that? Yeah, or is yeah. That- they have an academy. It's called Pro Kick Australia. You can like look at it on on YouTube or Instagram. I always go on and see the new guys that he has training, um, and kind of watch what they have, like the talent they have. Um, Obviously, Australia, they play a, a different game. People like to say it's rugby, but it's not. It's called Australian Rules Football. Mm-hmm. And so you score by kicking a ball. You pass by kicking a ball, and it's an oval-shaped ball, kind of like a football. So that's why the Aussies are the best at kicking because uh-huh. they just do it. That's their sport. And so for you to be part of that academy, and, and the punter that BYU has coming in this, this season, he's actually from that academy, right? Really? And so their coach was at one of our practices last year, and um, – yeah, kind of, kind of came with a Tom Hackett at Utah because because he's from that academy as well, 
and just trying to place his guys. Um, but for you to get placed, I, I don't know about this. This is the rumor that I heard, but I think it costs you like 20 grand just to be a part of the academy, right? And then like mm-hmm. that's a three-month like training program and you have to be a certain level before you can get into the program so they're not just taking any scrub right. off the street so I, I, it's um, interesting I though, couldn't go down and just pay the 20 right. grand and get in yeah. it's interesting that though, was, that was that. 40 <laughs> <laughs> okay for right, you yeah. start saving, yeah. start saving. That, that's how it works where they literally they they do the legwork of what would work best for that player and they go out and yeah place I, them at the yeah. university i think that's that's really interesting i hear that they kind of the university approaches them and then the coach says, this is the guy you want. And the university is like, well, can we see some film? And he's like, well, if you don't trust me, you're not having my guy. See, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. Yeah, but, I mean, is. it's it's worked out. I mean, there's a Obviously lot of – Obviously worked a, for Kyle. A lot of Australians. Kyle's got a yeah. good relationship with those guys. I yeah. think Utah might get their best guy. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of good Aussie punders, and then there's a lot of guys that maybe aren't so good. But if you look at most teams, there's probably like an Aussie – from that academy, like yeah. teams that we played, right? Like Michigan had one. You know, obviously Utah has one. Yeah, everyone's everyone's starting to starting to get those Aussie guys. We're starting to get it too. Yep. Yeah. The secrets out on the academy. So, um, you know, yeah. oh, go ahead. I was also going to say um, what what we also don't realize is that Randy Bennett, St. Mary's head coach, is also down there, and he's just. All he does is look for the tall guys. The guys that can't uh, reach they the standard can't, can't but have the 20 the, grand. Have the 20 grand, and then he <laughs> gets them to come play back. He checks. Are you 6'10 or taller? Yeah, just come okay, over. Just yeah. come yeah. over yeah. He's also down there as well. I had to throw that in there because I hate Randy Bennett. <laughs> Screw you. All right, so <laughs> moving on. Yeah, we have a, a couple more questions. I could just talk to, to Johnny all day here, but um, the famous punt from the end zone wasn't a punt, but I know what you're talking well, about. Well, famous. <laughs> the fake. I had some great punts from the end zone, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, the run from the end zone wasn't. So Kalani came out after the game and said he called it, right? Um, There's an article written about, you know, he answered that question, I think, in the post game or whatever. Right. He called it. Uh, can you just kind of talk us through and walk us through that? Obviously, that's a big play that everyone, all BYU fans have seen and a lot of people have seen, but um, he called it. You were cool with it how did it all go down when when it happened yeah so obviously it's kind of funny like people think that i have a say in what i do like football players were really just puppets you know everything's Mm -hmm. called from the sideline right a lot of people thought you called it a lot lot of people still do i'm still trying to plead my case like (laughs) well let's settle it right here i I called the one against lsu that i failed but i'd call it again i told kalani hey i'll call it every day of the week when we're down 20 with nine minutes left yeah and we're waving the white flag i mean what's What's the difference between being down 27 or down 20 if we're just giving up, you know? Right. But um, uh, That's a good point. I love that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, well, against, against Boise State, right, we had practiced it, and, and I guess Coach Lamb, right, he, he calls it, but it's through – but Sataki trusts him, so I don't know if he went through Sataki or oh, whatever. So he, but he, Coach you don't Lamb know does, if... Yeah, Coach Lamb does our special teams. We had different, like, symbols and, mm-hmm. uh, like – I would think Kalani would have to sign off on it, but maybe not. Yeah. He trusts Lamb to just I go through I think he did, it. but yeah, there's there's a good trust there with the coaches, and and I really like that. I mean, hindsight wasn't the was it the wrong call? Yeah, if it worked, it was still probably the wrong call, but yeah. at least it worked. But it didn't work. It was pretty bad. Um, funny thing is, they didn't score any points off 
profit. It's because uh, there was a PI or personal founder yeah. on their team anyway on yeah. Boise. So yeah, because he like took it off me and spiked it right. So I moved him back, but then the field goal kicker, who's a good field goal kicker, missed it. But yeah, so we looked over right. We went out. We did a check with me. We looked over. Is he going to tell me to do a traditional punt? Is he going to tell me rugby right, rugby left, mm. fake? And he, he called the one for fake and. We were just kind of like, oh boy, here it is, you know. And, and there was no mistaking. Like we didn't get the wrong call. Everyone got the right call, and and um, yeah, but it, it didn't affect our chances to win the game. But yeah, it definitely tugged at the heartstrings. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's, it's funny that you know what people remember. It's like, oh, that fake punt. Johnny called his own number. Oh, we it cost us the game. It's like none of those things actually ever happened. Yeah, the coaches called it. You ran it, and then, like I said, they. There was a penalty on the play anyway. So. Yeah, that's a sad thing. I feel like I'll be fighting the battle. Like people will always <laughs> be like, "Oh, you were a bad punter because you know you, you you ran a fake from the end zone." I was like, "No, like that year we were twenty first in net punting, sixth in punt return defense. Last year we were eleventh in both those categories. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was very good. But right. people people were going to remember. remember that. I think there's yeah, a lot yeah. of people that that know how good you were, though. You know what that's I mean? That's why I'm always... making a highlight tape. <laughs> Shout out to the haters. Yes. Watch my 16 minutes of punting. <laughs> It'll be released, released hopefully tomorrow. Yeah. Um, let's I'll talk more about that. Let's talk about uh, just the NFL possibility, right? Um, so what happens before Pro Day? Do you talk to teams? Do teams come to you? Do you reach out to them? How does yeah, that work? So, so I didn't have any teams reach out, but you can mm-hmm. have teams reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, this year's a very strong punter class. Uh, I know it's funny to say, but... Punters strong, just, like yeah, people, kids yeah, coming out. Okay. Yeah, there's some there's some good guys leaving. I mean, the Texas guy is probably the best guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's leaving early, right? He was the number one, right? Yeah, in he, that. he had an insane season, really good. He even won his MVP of the Texas Bowl or whatever they had. Yeah, he, he had a really good game. That's crazy. Um, yeah, he had a really good season. And then they got J.K. Scott from Alabama, a little inconsistent, but hits a really nice ball. And then Johnny Townsend from Florida. There's a bunch of other good guys. Um, so I'm a little buried this year, um, and especially because they all have film of doing traditional punts, and most of mine's rugby. Right. And you can't do that in the NFL because there's different release rules. And so. Oh, really? So it's not it's not a. So co- yeah, thing. college is free release, right? So as soon as it's snapped, everyone can run down the field. NFL, everyone has to wait until it's kicked, except for Whoa. the two gunners. So, so that's I, why you need a higher hanging ball. Yeah, that is crazy. I thought. Look, I I live and breathe the NFL, but I did not know that. I always wondered why they didn't do it. Yeah, that's why there's more returns because that's the rule. Everyone kind of has to. It's kind of like an ineligible receiver downfield, mm-hmm. right? Um, so say it, say, say it again in co- or ineligible downfield. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure, like, I know it's something like this, but in college, it's free release. As soon as it's snapped, everyone can run down the field, right? Okay. But in the NFL, only the two gunners can. Okay. Everyone else has to wait within a certain amount of yardage or even behind the line of scrimmage until, wow. it's, until it's kicked. So that's why you need a high hanging ball to give your coverage team down the Time field. Time to get down there. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I did working up for pro day. I knew no teams were going to come asking, but I knew if I had a good pro day, uh, showed them I could do a good directional with a high hanging ball, good spiral. That's what they want to see. Then that's what they want to see. And so, yeah, pro day was interesting. The guy came up to me and I was kicking after everyone had done all their drills and everything. And he said, all right, I'm going to give you six punts, you know, a traditional down the middle, one to the left, one to the right, and then we'll move you up and do three pooches. So I had worked all off season, right, for potentially three punts. Jeez. Um, you feel so the was, pressure a little uh, bit? Yeah, I was a little nervous. More, I got nervous for the for every game, right, because, I mean, what you do, like people don't really blink an eyelid because punting looks easy, but, like, there's a lot that goes into a lot of pressure on you. Um, 
but I was nervous because this was like, man, I've been training for these like six punts or really these three punts because I knew I could pooch it forever. And, and yeah. my film shows, hey, this guy can pooch, but can he do a traditional? And I, yeah, I, I crushed it, man. And my first punt kind of came off the foot a bit funny, but it was still a really good kick. And then my second kick was like perfect. And then my third kick, we were in the indoor facility. It hit the roof, which was really nice. And so uh, they were like, all right, do that one again. And then I kicked like a 60-yard bomb with good hang that almost grazed the roof as well. And then I went up to the pooches and put them out inside the five, you know, and it's just like, that was really good. And uh, then the Atlanta guy who was running it, he was like, anyone else want to see anything? And they hadn't. But I was really happy with how it went. So now it's up to me the month before draft to kind of improve my stock, make this highlight film that I'm working on, Mm -hmm. maybe do a trick shot video, I don't know, do anything to generate chatter and hope that teams call me out to see if I can do it again. And hopefully if they do that, then I'll be able to answer the call. That's make a awesome. camp and then and then just make the best of it. Yeah, and then right. then make a camp, you know, and even if it's just for a day, you know, who 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 can really say that? So I've enjoyed the whole experience, but I'm hungry for more. Yeah, I love it, man. That's that's awesome, dude. Cool. I love it. That's super badass. I think uh like you said, it all comes down to three punts, man. I would be my chest would I'd be feeling it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be tough. Um, I'd be shaking my little space boots. <laughs> I was shaking a little bit, but I had to keep telling myself, hey, I've done this thousands of yeah. times. And if you think too much, then then you're, you're going to screw it up. Real quick. Um, and then I think we'll, we'll probably get close to wrapping it up. But uh, what was the toughest place to punt? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, Cause, I don't Because I went to a lot of games, away games, and the loudest place I ever was was Nebraska. That place was yeah. loud. Yeah, that, and, that was my first game too. And that, so I was, was going to say that's nervous. your first game. Yeah. So was that maybe jittery or was it, did you have a, did you have a different experience? Was it maybe like yeah. uh, the Vegas Bowl or something like that? You or? know what? Like looking looking back on it, um, the toughest place to pump probably was Nebraska. Really? Um, but I never really had a tough place to pump because I just zoned out. Like I don't remember being on the field for really any of my punts. Like, I don't remember. I mean, I can remember kind of what I did. You, you, know, just, I watch you just film, do what you do. But right? I just kind of go out and I just tell myself, like, point the toe or, like, follow through or whatever. And I just kind of black out. You know, you get in the zone and then your instincts take over. That's why practice is so important because yeah. you can't Second think. Second nature. Yeah, in right. the moment. You just, you just got to do what you've done. But Nebraska probably was based on the fact that it was 20-mile-an-hour winds. And I don't really know if you remember it was windy. Yeah, it was. My long punt, right? It was hot. My too. longest punt of my career was my third ever punt, and that was the only one I had with the wind. Went 77 yards out the back of the end zone. So if we were backed up more like we were at Boise State with the fake punt, <laughs> it would have been like a 90-yard punt and would yeah. have shattered the BYU record. But we didn't have that. And then the other four, they were all into the wind. And so I had a 64-yarder into the 20-mile wind. I completely missed it. It was supposed to go on the right-hand side of the field, went on the left-hand side, went 30 yards, and then rolled 34 because the turf was so hot, it just bounced. So I walked off, and my team's like, that was a great punt. That's an awesome way to flip the field. And my special teams coach was like, what was that? (laughs) I was like, hey, let's just take the result. And then, yeah, the other ones, like just coming out at halftime, I remember kicking like 20 yards into the wind. I was like, It's tricky. So when it's windy, it was super windy, but it was also like it was so hot. Yeah, it was so hot. They were they ran out of water in the stands. I remember this, and and so they started bringing in cases of water that wasn't refrigerated. It was it was warm, and they were just giving it for free because it was it was odd for them to for it to be that hot there. And uh, man, that was that was such an experience. Nebraska was awesome. Yeah, Nebraska was awesome. You know the the, the Mitch Matthews, the Hail Mary, all that stuff was awesome. But just a really really cool stadium. 
really cool fans. Yep. I mean, they're giving us high fives after like that game was awesome. Like, we just ripped their hearts out. Yeah. Like, like, okay. But they were drunk and just like super whatever, nice. So, yeah, nice. they were awesome, man. So um, going with you know preparing for the NFL and everything and and the pro day, because um, I've heard that you've been recruit actually still even though you've you've gone you know your time has passed for BYU and you're looking towards the NFL you've been doing a little recruiting still for BYU and that's uh been punting during the week to maybe a guy that a bunch of people would know on the on the Utes football team yeah yeah so I've been I've been punting to Britton Covey just got back from his mission his brother older brother hit me up and before he came home on Twitter and was like hey Britton's coming back home and he needs to get back in football shape. Can you punt to him? And I was like, yeah, I'll punt to him for sure. Um, and Britain, yeah, the whole Covey family, man. I freaking love the Coveys. They're just good people, really, yeah. really good-hearted, good-natured. And I showed up, right, and I said, oh, sorry, Britain. All I own is BYU stuff. I'm wearing BYU. He's obviously got his Utah shirt on. Uh, we'll change <laughs> that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, he's like, man, don't worry. I still love BYU. You know, he's still a big, huge BYU fan. It's just Utah kind of – gave him the vision of using the slot receivers and yep. they did it really well and he was able to be a freshman All-American right and with someone so small but so athletic I think Utah was the perfect place for him it's just a shame that he couldn't have done the same at BYU but yeah he's he's a freak I mean he came back and he hasn't lost a step you know and he, he trains hard he's the exact he's the type of kid that you want on your football team yeah yeah, Great. it's too. It's kind of can't wait for him to cut. Yeah, us scary awesome. that you just yeah. said he hasn't missed a step. You know, I, I told him. Maybe. I told him. I said, "Hey, you have to fear catch every punt. Maybe throw us a muff, but you have to fear catch because that guy gets loose. He's he's small, he's but he's yeah. slippery and he's so yeah, he's so good, man. He really is. I heard he told me that uh, coach, what's his name, Chris Kowiak up at Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he said that there was a spot for Britain as a walk on on the basketball team. Because Britain's, Britain's good at basketball so, as well. Yeah, I coached at Corner Canyon High School their first year they were open, and he was coming off, obviously, Tim Few, right? They were in our division or our region. <clears throat> he was coming off the, the state title game where I believe he got a concussion and uh, had to sit out the first two games to pass high school protocol, everything. Anyways, we played them third game, and he came into Corner Canyon. We had a pretty good team. First game back. We didn't really know how to prepare for him because we're a brand new program. And all we knew was like, hey, he's an athlete. Dropped 35 on us. <laughs> and he's seriously three inches shorter than everyone else out there. And it was driving, shooting, assists. So, yeah, I mean, the kid can play. He's a, he's a crazy athlete. So I, f- I honestly believe that, that he might have a spot. Our cousins are, are big, Tim View. Well, they all went and played. Yeah, fan, they're friends uh, with Cubby. Uh, yeah. Basketball and football, Tim View, and, you know, right in the shadows of – Lavelle Edwards Stadium there, but that you know, Alex, our cousin, would always say, "Man, he he was the he in high school is the best player on the field. He yeah. plays that you know, obviously he played quarterback because in high school that's what you do. You give you know your best athlete the ball that many times, but um, just crazy, you know, that that guy is that athletic at both football and basketball and uh, special guy. And he was you missed out on him. and he was right there in our backyard yeah, and he goes to for sure." So, so it's up to Johnny here to bring him back, but yeah, no pressure. Yeah, no, but, pressure yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, I we obviously wish the best for him, and and uh, hopefully, for me, I I just hope he doesn't get injured again. You know, he had a kind of a scary concussion before he went on a mission, so hopefully he's kind of over that and 
that's what I wouldn't wish upon anybody is uh, an injury or anything like that. So hopefully he can stay healthy and lots you know, of fair clear. catches, like Johnny lots said. of fair catches yeah. against against BYU. Yeah. yeah, I told his dad. I said, "Hey, I kind of cheer for Utah or anything. I'm sorry, but yeah. I can cheer that he gets 500 yards receiving and eight punt return touchdowns, <laughs> but they lose. You know, yeah. I'll cheer for that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. All right, well, let's wrap it up uh, just real quick before um, we started the episode tonight. We went and did just a quick little food review. We went to uh, kind of a Provo original. Uh, hot dog stand, J Dogs uh, started out as the shack right yeah, on, shack the campus. on the campus. That was his first little spot. Yep, and uh, I think he's since actually sold the business. Somebody else, uh, I believe, he might be still involved or whatever. But um, there's like six or seven locations. Yeah, now. a bunch of locations now across the Wasatch Front. J Dogs. Um, my main thing that I wanted to hit on here is we kind of talked about it while we were there. Is just we I just love the business model. Do one thing and do it really really well. And for them, it's hot dogs. And that kind of sounds weird. But uh, they have a few things they do that other people don't. And he's found a little niche and he just does one thing really well. Very, very simple menu, very, very simple pricing. And it's great. Yep. It's super cheap. It's a big hot dog. So it's you can pick Polish or beef. Um, They grill the bun. Probably the thing that sets them apart is they do the crisscross cut on the hot dog. Mm -hmm. So it opens it up when it hits the grill. So it gets a ton of grill marks and and. um, then they hit you with like a couple, you know, a couple toppings. There's some peppers, pickles, and kraut, mustard. Onions. Think, so. Yeah, white onions. And then uh, what they're kind of, their signature sauce is obviously what they're known for. It's the J-Dog sauce, which is actually a sweet sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm normally like a traditional hot dog guy, mustard and onion, right? Yep. But this is really good. And it, it, it's actually better than I remember it being. I really liked it. Um, what do you think, Johnny? Yeah, I mean, you're talking about all those toppings. I don't eat vegetables. Yeah, this guy just went <laughs> yeah. meat and sauce. So I just went bare bone, you know, yeah. just raw, yeah, straight <laughs> off the, what was it, pig? I don't know, what's the, yeah. beef, Polish, beef, straight off the Polish guy. Straight off the Polish okay, cow. Okay, I got weird, no. yeah. No, <laughs> eunuch, <laughs> no, just, no, that's different. Anyway, um, live, live show, right? Yeah, yeah we're, we're live. We'll, we'll, we're live. I'll edit we'll that edit out later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, um, I like J-Dogs. I mean, I'm a hot dog guy, um, even though I just had the bun, the dog, and some sauce. I liked it, and it's pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. You, get a, you get chips, drink, J-Dogs for 7 bucks. Easy. So I would definitely recommend it. If you haven't been, I, you've probably heard about it, but you should definitely go if you haven't been. Try uh, and if you're going to go, don't not get the sauce. Right, That's sauce what you got to have. Get on the, the side. J- get the J-Dog sauce. If you're about it, you can get on the side. That's but. what they're known for. So if you go walking into a J-Dogs, please get the sauce, folks. Yeah. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Um, Johnny, once again, appreciate you coming on, man. A lot of fun. No hey, dude, that was awesome. We're going to, once you get signed by the Bears, my team, we're going to have you back on. Dude, the Bears have an elite punter. I know, he's Pedro really good. Donald. He's amazing. So, yeah, maybe not the Bears. <laughs> you, you could beat him up, though. I could I could be a cheaper option, yeah. but he's one of the best. He's really good. Niners are kind of set, too, right? So what teams are needing punters? Are you? Have uh, you got, like, nine Niners actually reached out and Atlanta Falcons. Those were like the two that I kind of heard from. Hell yeah! I mean, Oakland need one right now because they got rid of Marquette. Um, they signed a guy off the futures. I think most teams are set, um, but that's exciting. That's why I just want to try and get in somewhere and sure. try ruffle some feathers and say, hey, like, have you thought about me? You know, what? I think the the um, trick shot video is a good idea because a lot of these guys during the draft, like the guys that like jump out of the pool. You know, they're like, st- like they release these videos and it does help their draft stock. Yeah, like, if see you can people get, talk about it, yeah. Who's the, 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 with the Korean kicker 
on the yeah, Chargers. Sue, Sue Young or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he released that crazy video and he got signed. He did. Then he didn't, got cut. Didn't do well. <laughs> yeah. But hey, but he got but signed. as long right? as you signed that one contract. That's right. Hey, as long as you cash a game check. No, they, there was a German guy, right, who came out with this crazy trick shot. With, he was a kicker and he got an opportunity at a camp. So yeah. I don't think he stuck. Well, he obviously didn't, but... yeah. You Still, can, yeah, you can all you want is a chance, yourself. right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, if the Niners come calling, uh, let me know. I'll be your agent. <laughs> so, they also have a good punter who's actually younger than me. <laughs> okay, but uh, well, he's six way. foot six as well. So, I mean, he's a, hey, what's yeah. up, dude? Um, but hey, I'll compete against anyone. You know, I love it. We'll be cheering for you. And like I said, once you get that first game check, we'll have you back on. And we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll buy you guys lunch this or dinner this time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sounds good, dude. All right. Well, uh, let's wrap it up then. Thanks again for Johnny and for Clay. I'm Chase. This is Salt City Sports Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Uh, Johnny, you can actually plug yourself if you want real quick. What's your Twitter handle? JLinehan9. Just type in J and it should be the Pop first right option. He does have the blue check mark. We don't. So he knows. Johnny's solid on Twitter too. He's oh, a yeah, good follow. Great follow. Um, at Salt City Podcast, I'm at Chase underscore A underscore Saris Clay. I'm at Potato Sack 7. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.